Mike, I think we crushed yeah. it last week as we spoke about time management. You want to know yeah. how I know? Yeah, you want to know how I know we crushed it? How would we crush it? Well, we planned for 25 minutes and we ended up with 35 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> our, our, time, our time planning was not effective for our well, time planning episode. We, you have to build in the editing time. <laughs> That's marvelous. Marvelous. All right. We're recording. With over 50 years and millions of worldwide traveled miles between the two of us, we have tasted defeat and relished in sweet, sweet victory. Looking for inspirational entertainment, motivation, and practical insights to drive your business? Welcome to The Selling Podcast. Yep, of course it happened. Our episode where we're talking about time management, we went long. <laughs> we had scheduled 30 minutes, and unfortunately, we had a fair amount to say, so we went 45 minutes, and we like to keep the podcast to about 30 minutes, so we decided to break it up into two. In this week's episode, we talk about the squirrel syndrome. We talk about walking out of meetings. We also talk about calendaring time for email responses. All of that's in today's episode as we pick up right where we left off with time management. Going back to our conversation about when we're looking at this, managing or prioritizing, when we're looking at the do, decide, delegate, or delete, you mentioned earlier to start everything off, we need to be able to set up blocks in our blocks of time in our calendar. You mm -hmm. know, block them off. So if you're working on a project, don't just be working on a project behind the scenes. Block off time on your calendar so everybody knows, hey, this is blocked off. I have a meeting. And the meeting is to work on this project. And so I wrote down several things that I think we can set up reminders and block off time for. One is, you know, planning, any planning we're doing for an account, we need to make sure that we're taking that serious and that should be a blocked off period of time. When we're looking at strategizing, how do we do it? And oftentimes that will include bringing in other people, you know, strategizing your account, block off a time for that. When you're researching, a lot of the research can be do it done behind the scenes. It can be done, you know, as, as filler. We need to make sure that we're taking researching our potential account extremely serious. And we needed to block off time for that. If we're researching um, our competitor, we need to just block off time. It might, we're not talking an hour. We might be talking about 10, 15 minutes. We need to have a blocked off period of time to be able to do these things. Another, and you have to have the discipline to stick to that schedule. Correct. Absolutely correct. Uh, selling and presenting, I think that's one we naturally just block off. I think that's that's something that just comes with selling because we enjoy doing it. And since we mm -hmm. enjoy doing it, we're going to block off time for something we actually enjoy doing. Another thing is solving. We When we need to solve problems where we need to come back and say, hey, you know, we need to strategize how this is going to work together that really needs to be a blocked off period of time. We oftentimes block off solving for meetings. You know, that's usually a meeting with a manager. Or that's usually a meeting with somebody else. I would really encourage to block off solving time by yourself. You know, time where you can sit and you can think, you can put the pieces together, block off that time. And then the last is you have to block off time for paperwork. Paperwork is one where we don't like it. We typically try to push it off. And it always just piles up and piles up. And I was notorious for having, you know, an office day where, you know, I'd just be in the office because paperwork's accumulated so much that I just need to be in the office, push it all out and be done with it. And then I get back on the road. 
It, and, I, I don't know that that's a good idea. It's not a real good idea. We, we spoke about it before about leveraging technology to take care of a lot of the paperwork as mm -hmm. you go. Mm -hmm. Because there's things you can do this to prevent the buildup. Mm -hmm. But when you talked about, and this is again kind of getting into the priorities, getting into the prioritization, when you're blocking your time for personal needs or the most important needs, where mm -hmm. do you put those, Scott? Do you put them in the beginning of the day or the end of the day? The most important, I usually put at the beginning. Okay. What do you consider the most important? Um, oh, it's so good. It's <laughs> I so built good. the trap. It, you, you absolutely <laughs> did, and I love it. I, the most important is the raging fire that needs to be put out. When I say that, and I know that I'm wrong, because I know that's not true. That <laughs> the reality is of what I typically do is when I start, I am extremely reactionary. I am looking for the emails that are coming in that I can solve problems. And I do that first because they're, they seem to be the hottest fire. And so I want to solve problems right off the bat. And right. it's not, it's not right. And I, and I know it's not right yet. I do it like every day. I built that trap on purpose. Okay. I know, it, it's not, it's not fair. It isn't fair, but it's <laughs> nothing I do is very fair ever. <laughs> Think about your daily routine. You get up in the morning, mm -hmm. you study a little bit, personal study, some meditation, yep. prayer, whatever people want to call it. You stretch and exercise a little bit. A little bit, like a little, 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 little. tiny little bit. <laughs> and then you're ready to go for the day. And then you jump right into work. You've got a small family. You've got four small children and a wife. Yep. Do you put time in there for them in the mornings? Um, other than hurting them to try to get those little cute kids out the door for school. That's it, no, it's not a dedicated yeah, relationship building time. Yeah. So if you look back at the uh, Eisenhower box, where does that fit? Um. Delete? <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, I'm going to have to edit that out. No, you're, you're right. I mean, it is it is super important and it's super urgent that I spend time with my children. Right. Because it, we don't get to decide what's important. We've talked about that. They're the ones that decide. And that two or three minutes that you spend with each child in the morning mm -hmm. is not going to be that critical during your business day because you've structured and scheduled and set calendar appointments and calendar reminders to take care of the work at another time. But mm -hmm. your focus should be entirely on you because if you are not well and you have the, the struggles and stress of home and family life, that's going to impact your work. And this is where it gets into people say, I have a great work-life balance. I beg to differ. There is no way you can balance work and family. You can't balance them. Especially now where everybody's figured out how to work from home or have that potential sure. to work from home. Now, it used to be where people who were out in the field and had emails and phone access, you know, the customers have cell phone numbers, you know, you're technically on the clock 24 hours. And sure. 
people in the office could do the office stuff and turn off the computer and then walk away and not worry about it until they actually physically there. Well, now working from home, we've crashed everybody now into emails, work telephone calls could come into your home life. So unless you're managing it correctly, Mike, as you're saying, it's going to then start in the morning. You're going to start seeing emails come in um, right as even before you wake up because there's always those people in the company, especially that one person who sends you an email at like five o'clock in the morning and they're in the same time zone. It's like, wait, <laughs> what in the world are you doing? So this is where I think we segue from time management because we've talked about the discipline and the skills you need to do it and just making sure that you're creating time on either an account or a project or something and block off the time, block off the time to do paperwork, block off the time to respond to emails. It makes you sound a little bit, uh, a, a little, little bit like a, a little time freak, right? I've mm -hmm. got to have everything pigeonholed and scheduled, but the more you can do that and then dedicate hundred percent to actually being there in that moment and take care of that particular issue Mm -hmm. that will free up a bunch of time and it'll really help you. Mike, there are just a couple of things on time management that I would just want to point out really quickly. Some, some notes that I had one, don't plan an hour for everything. There's so many times where when, when we're calendaring, we're putting one hour time slots for absolutely everything. You don't need to do that. Uh, the company I'm working for, they start meetings five after the hour which makes sense because if an hour goes until, you know, if, if a meeting goes until right at the hour <laughs> and you have another one back to back, you're guaranteed people are going to be late. Well then either end the first one early or start the second one late. They've chosen to push this one, the second meeting back by five minutes. And so all the meetings start at 05, which is great. Yep. And they don't all go for 40 or 55 minutes. You know, if you need a 15 minute meeting, have a 15 minute meeting, especially with customers plan 15 minute meetings and then hold two 15 minute meetings. It, everything yep. does, everything doesn't need to be an hour. And I can't remember who, who said it. I think it was spectacular. One of the main reasons we do our meetings is because it coincides with television programming. So most television <laughs> programming was built for one hour. So because that's the case, we've trained ourselves as well to do the same one hour type interval. And it, yep. it was just, it's really, really interesting. The, the old adage, and I can't remember where I saw or read this, meetings will expand to the time allotted. <laughs> that is and great. If you, if you schedule an hour meeting and you've got 20 minutes worth of content, you're going to stick around and want to talk for the extra 40 minutes just because that's how much time we have scheduled. Yep. Schedule the time you need to cover. You need to make the social connection. You need to make those relationships solid but then schedule just enough time to do that and cover the topic, answer everybody's questions, and then bail. At the same time, when you've got a meeting that you're scheduled for an hour, but you're getting into a hot and heavy and it needs to go an hour and 30 minutes, mm -hmm. what do you do there? I think there's two things. One is ask everybody, can we extend this in our calendars right now and go an extra 30 minutes or do we need to pause it and reschedule either later today or tomorrow or whatever it might be? Yeah. And the, the CEO of our company did something extremely bright to me. He said, if you find yourself sitting in a meeting and it's not relevant to you or it's, you know, and has nothing to do with your workflow, 
said, excuse yourself. Go ahead and leave. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be there. Don't be there. That's so, that's so smart. Some things that I want to ensure that we break the cycle on. There's so many things that can be unlimited time drains. And you talked earlier about squirrel syndrome. When we look at social media, YouTube, researching a company, even LinkedIn, those are all unlimited time drains. And they can, they're not necessarily all drains, but you know whether it's productive or not, it's still removing time and they're, they're not fixed. So if I'm researching a company, I can research a company for an extremely long time, potentially unlimited amount of time because there's so much I can develop and gather on the information or on the, on the company. What I need to do though, is put a time, a meeting as we've spoken about a meeting that researches the company. If I'm looking up connections on LinkedIn, I need to put a, a meeting for myself of, Hey, this is the LinkedIn time that I'm going to allow myself, whether that's to write a post research, reach out, whatever that is that needs to fit in a meeting that I'm doing. So that way it doesn't go long. That way I have the designated time to be able to do that. It's all about breaking, breaking the cycle. It is. And that requires an understanding of your own propensities, the things that you mm -hmm. like and discipline. Propensity discipline, also understanding where you're at physically. And the reason I say that is because as a rep feet on the street, I used to get super tired after I took somebody out to lunch. It was likely because we had a big lunch and it was in South Florida, it was hot and it was just, I got super tired. And my presentations, my cold calling or presentations were, were really, they lacked everything after lunch. So it was essentially a dead time if I was drained of energy. So what I used to do is I used to physically sprint from my car into the office after lunch and I would push myself to do it. And the people I were training, they would laugh like crazy because we would walk into the account and no, mind you, I wasn't in peak physical condition and I'm still not, I would walk into the account, you know, winded and the account would be like, wait, what in the world is <laughs> happening out there? And it's just like, no, I just need, I need you to come to see you. And you know, your blood's pumping at that time. And you know, mind you, I would, I wouldn't be actually huffing and puffing, but I would still be, you know, deep breathing but it provided a sense of urgency for myself and for the account to say, this is important to me. And I found when I did that, when I changed up my routine, when I broke my own cycle, then I was able to have more success in those types of accounts. Same thing goes when I'm working at the office now. You know, when I'm working from the office, working from home, I need to do things that get myself ready. You know, Mike, as mm -hmm. we were talking about many podcasters and talking to them about, hey, what do you do before an interview? I, we heard everything from jumping jacks to running in place to, you know, Pat Flynn, you know, said this on one of his podcasts before he gets ready. You know, he does physical exercise to get ready for the individual gets that blood flowing. It's the exact same thing. So, you know, before you start your meeting or before you start something, do something physical. It doesn't need to be long. It can be like five seconds worth, but it gets the blood flowing. It breaks the cycle. So it just, and it helps get that helps being caught in that infinity loop at your desk where you're researching, quote, researching, 
or quote <laughs> searching squirreling. for new content at, at LinkedIn You're... squirreling. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you're at your desk and you're caught in this squirreling, call a client, you know, pick up the phone and actually call a client. And it's not an email because an email, you can kind of casually thoughtlessly do that. When you pick up your phone and actually call a prospect or call a client, what you're actually doing now is you're putting yourself mentally of, Hey, I need to be thinking on my feet. And so you mentally break the cycle of the monotony and now you're, wow, I'm thinking on my feet. So if you find yourself caught in an infinity loop on your desk, you know, squirreling, pick up the phone, call a client, not call a friend, not call, a, you know, a spouse, significant other, because that you can casually go through that one potentially as well. Although you shouldn't, you can, when you call the client, there's something on the line. Now it causes you to start thinking and start going. Do you have to have a reason, a specific reason you're calling the client because you don't want to call them? Hey, how you doing? Just you're, checking in on you. You're you're absolutely correct. Yes, you absolutely need a reason. What I would suggest is it might not need to be one of the big, big reasons. It could just be one of the small nagging things that's sitting on your desk, but you need you need to call them. Like I'll give you for for example, if I'm caught in the desk infinity loop, the squirreling. I am not going to call a big client and have a, a big conversation because mentally I'm not ready for that. Mentally, I'm just trying to break out of my squirreling. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to call, maybe call you know the receptionist of account because I need to gather some more information and I can't find it online. So I'm going to call up a receptionist and have a conversation with them. I'm going to call you know whatever account potentially it is and set up a meeting for tomorrow you know, because I'm going to come in and I'm going to see them. So finding time, making a telephone call with a purpose. Thanks, Mike, because you're absolutely right. With a purpose, it doesn't need to be a big purpose. It can be something small, but you need to break the cycle by calling somebody. Just calling, clarifying a point or inquiring. Absolutely. And if you're looking just to get the adrenaline run and because that's what we're talking about is Mm -hmm. adrenaline to keep, you just keep, there's always caffeine. Burglary. No, don't do that. We we realize we have a platform. We realize we can't encourage that, and we do not condone burglary. Please no, do don't. not burglarize anything. Don't follow any of my advice. What are you thinking? As we've spoken about time management, some of the things that we enjoy doing is selling, and we enjoy selling. We're going to try to put most of our time into selling. Yet selling in most definitions is the presenting portion. And we're all likely going to schedule time for that. As we've spoken about here, we need to schedule time for everything else, whether it's planning, planning, strategizing, researching, solving paperwork. We need to have those time that time allotted to be able to do that. We've spoken about, you know, how how can we break the cycle? We've spoken about squirreling. We've spoken about, you know meetings, how to make meetings more effective. They don't only need to be our meetings. One thing that I love is when I do well with time management, my sale cycle is improved. And when I'm at my absolute worst is when I am under pressure, whether it's the end of the month, whether it's the end of the quarter, whether it's the end of the year, and I'm not achieving my quota, my selling instead of improving, my selling gets 
worse. And that's likely because I'm a different person when I'm under pressure. And when I'm under pressure selling as a different person, my accounts are my accounts because they know me, because they like doing business with me. And that's me when I'm not under pressure. When I become under pressure, I turn into a different person. My accounts have to understand and relearn who that pressure person is before they even can make a sale with that person. So by being tense, by being anxious, that- you turn into the Hulk. Exactly. And it does, <laughs> it does more damage than benefit because my customers aren't used to that person. And they shouldn't be. But when they're not used to that person, they just- it takes even longer for them to buy from that type of person. It just sure. it just never works. So being able to have effective time management skills helps be able helps me able to stretch everything out in the right order and it helps me plan so I'm not, you know, the sales hulk at the end in a bad way. Yeah. You know, and I and as I sit here and I'm listening to you and I'm thinking of our own expertise and we know everything obviously <laughs> um, well that's why we're I doing would, a podcast obviously of <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i would really like to hear from both of our listeners if they can email us scott or mike at the sellingpodcast.com send us an email because i think out there they have their own little tips and tricks and things that they do and use and ways they get around this and the ways that they structure their day or they create time to do their paperwork. I would like to hear what they are. I mean, I, we've got a smart audience. It would be great to pull in some of their ideas and then share them or invite them on the podcast to share them. So Pablo, Tony, reach out to us. Mike at the <laughs> Selling Podcast or Scott at the Selling Podcast. If your name's not Pablo or Tony, <laughs> then, then definitely send us an email. We want to hear from you. <laughs> Now, and this, uh, and it, I think that could be something that, uh, as we engage every all the, all the listeners that we engage them, send us that one thing that's made a difference in your life. It's made a difference in your day. It's made a difference in the productivity, or you found the secret. Because hey, we're all just struggling to find that one magic bullet, right? The one thing that can make us uber successful, and not sacrifice the relationship with your family. So we'd really like to hear from you. Because just as we as we started, I'm one that I will show up on time as the meeting starts. My wife is the 15 minutes early. Mike's the 15 minutes early. Of hey, be I'm there five minutes early. <laughs> and my thought is, if you want the meeting to start 15 minutes early, if you want everybody to be there, well, then you start the meeting 15 minutes early. Um, if that's where we're at, you know, we might not have all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good chance we don't have all the answers. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening for this to this week's episode of The Selling Podcast as we discuss time management. Next week, we're going to be talking about prioritizing accounts. So please tune in. Love to hear from you. Once again, reach out to us this week and let us know what you've done to effectively manage your time. So do we want to record an intro? Yeah, I think we should. <laughs>